0: This is the NC Everything Podcast, a show where we talk about everything that has anything to do with North Carolina. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 31 of the podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. And today we're going to be talking about people rushing around for gold. That's right, a gold rush, but not the California gold rush that everybody knows so well. We're going to be talking about the Carolina gold rush. But before I get into it, I want to welcome back all of you who are coming back for episode 31, and I want to welcome any newcomers to the show. This is a weekly podcast hosted by myself and only myself, and each week I cover something about North Carolina anything and everything really now if you are new and you do like the show go visit my website at www.the and there you'll find links to all my other episodes plus some pictures and show notes and you'll find a contact button and I would love for you to contact me and tell me how you heard about the show was it from a friend was it from one of the stickers I keep uh polluting the world with I guess or you can just email me and say hello and tell me what part of North Carolina you're from or anywhere else in the, in the Union. You don't have to be from North Carolina to love North Carolina. That's been proven. I do want to say before we get started that I had my second COVID shot today and I'm kind of out of sorts. I think I can manage the show okay. I'm just, I'm really drowsy. The first shot didn't bother me so bad, but this second shot is kind of beating me up a little bit. And so I apologize if I sound lethargic and tired or uninterested. I promise you I've put a lot of work into this episode. Also, it's most likely going to be one of my shorter episodes, maybe. Um, I couldn't find a whole lot on the Carolina Gold Rush. I I found a lot and it was really interesting, but I I didn't find uh, volumes, you could say. But anyway, let's take it on back to the mid-1700s. Now we're going to be in the western Piedmont. That's not quite the mountains. Um, the regions of North Carolina are the mountains and the coast, and tucked in between those two are the Piedmont, or is the Piedmont. And so we're we're working on the western part of the Piedmont in this story. Think about, like, the Charlotte-Concord area. That's western Piedmont. Now, this area of North Carolina uh, had a real scarce population at the beginning of the 1700s. Governor Arthur Dobbs had bought some land in the area about 1745 and 10 years later in 1755 he went out to survey his his land now he specifically described it as a scarce populated or scarcely populated area and he eventually wrote that he found 75 scotch irish and 22 german families living in the area now these families they raised livestock and grew crops such as corn wheat barley rye and indigo and they traded primarily with Charleston down in South South Carolina. Now, from here, let's fast forward to 1799. A little 12-year-old boy named Conrad Reed is fishing in the Little Meadow Creek, which is on his family's farm in Carabas County. Well, while he was fishing, he found a 17-pound gold nugget. Well, he didn't know what he'd found, so he took it home to his daddy, and his family didn't really know what he found either. I guess they just thought it was a unique rock. Well, they must have liked it because they used it for a doorstop for the next three years. Now, let's pause right there. I remember many years ago, probably 12 to 15 years ago, in some book or something, I had read, you know, uh, useless information. <clears throat> I had read about a guy who found a 17-pound gold nugget and used it as a doorstop because he didn't know what it was. I had no idea that, w- that was uh, John Reed in the north carolina gold rush well to be fair nobody's rushing around at this time it's just a nice looking rock holding his door open well in 1802 john reed decided he wanted to get the rock identified so he went to concord which is not far from charlotte and he took it to a silversmith named william william atkinson and this william atkinson he's actually unable to identify it as gold he knew it was something, but he didn't know if it was gold or not. So from here, John Reed took the, the nugget to a jeweler in Fayetteville. Now, the jeweler in Fayetteville did identify it as a genuine gold nugget. He asked John Reed to leave the gold nugget with him. That way he could smelt it, which is to purify it or melt it down. Anyway, later when John Reed returned, he was shown a gold bar that measured about six to eight inches long. Now, Reed didn't really know much about gold and gold worth, so he asked a jeweler, you know, what a good price for that gold bar would be, and they agreed on a price of $3.50. That's estimated to be about a thousand times its actual worth. In short, uh, the jeweler knew that John Reed didn't know much about gold and took advantage of him big time. He got majorly ripped off. Now, eventually, John Reed got wise to how valuable that gold actually was, so he, so he started looking around his property, you know, to see if he could find some more gold. Now he started out looking around Little Meadow Little Meadow Creek where his son found the first gold. It said during the summer the creek would dry up, and then Reed, with a few partners and some slaves, would go along the creek and dig it up looking for more gold. Well, the next summer, which I assume is eighteen o three. They actually found significant amounts of what they call placer gold. Now, placer gold is gold that started out underground and through erosion and what have you. Um, It ends up usually in creeks and it's kind of on the surface. And that's what you see people panning for is placer gold. Now, load, L-O-D-E, that's in the ground. Now, placer gold eventually comes from load because of wash and erosion, like I said. But if you're mining for it in the ground, it's load. If you find it on the ground or in a creek, it's placer gold. Well one nugget of placer gold they found actually weighed 28 pounds. So they expanded their search and they all also started digging, trying to find load, Lode. <clears throat> Lode, L-O-D-E like I said earlier. And eventually they had several little mines in the area and this site became known as Reed Gold Mine. And this is the first documented location of any gold found in the United States. And that's what my my research said, that this was the first documented location of gold found in the United States. The reason I find that weird and the reason I repeated it was because the Spaniards were here like 200 years before this and they were looking for gold. And the English, they had a lot of stuff going on, but they had gold on the mine too. And it's just strange to me that a lot of different people came to the new world looking for gold. And it wasn't until the end of the 1700s before somebody found some. Well, after John Reed started finding more gold on his property, I, I will say word spread like wildfire, at least not yet. Some, some local people in the area, some, some regional people, they were over there. You know, it, it did get to them, so they were over there looking for gold. But it was in 1805, a few years after John, uh, John Reed's discovery. That newspapers really began reporting on the gold mining going on in North Carolina. So as you know, people started flocking down here to get their piece of the gold. They said Montgomery, Stanley, Mecklenburg, Rowan, and Union Counties were all hot spots for hot spots for gold prospectors. William Thornton of Baltimore, Maryland, who was also the designer of the US Capitol, was one of these gold hunters. He bought 35,000 acres in what is now Stanley County and formed the North Carolina Gold Mine Company. Now, if there wasn't already enough people moving into North Carolina with gold fever, something happened in 1825 that may have made the problem worse. In 1825, Matthias Banger discovered that gold could be found in veins of white quartz. And if you follow these white quartz veins, into deeper ground you could discover more gold now the way i understand it he's i mean obviously he's talking about load the way i understand my research um john reed was already doing some load mining i don't know how deep he was or how big it was but i do know that his load mining it really wasn't widespread talked about but this discovery by methasis behringer really got out there they say at one time at least thirty thousand people were engaged in gold mining operations in the state of North Carolina. They even built a branch of the United States Mint in Charlotte, and in eighteen thirty-seven, a private mint was opened up by the the Beech, Beechler family. Now the Beechler Mint, which was in Rutherford, Rutherford County, sorry. It only uh really operated between 1831 and 1857. Now one place was called Gold Hill. Now Gold Hill was in uh Rowan County. At the Gold Hill mine, they had about 3,000 people employed or they did in 1856. The Gold Hill mine had a 600-foot mine shaft. But they really had it going on up there at the Gold Hill because not only did they have the 600-foot mine shaft, But around the the mine, they had towers and buildings. There was a three-story hotel, several mining company headquarters, busy stores. There's doctor's offices, a blacksmith shop, a leather worker shop, and at least one tavern that they know of. But at one time, there were about 15 mines at Gold Hill. Now, at one mine in Charlotte, there were almost a 1,000 people employed. So, as you can see, it wasn't a bunch of masters making their slaves the gold for them. Actually, a lot of European people came to work in the mines. Now, a lot of these these workers came from Cornwall, England. And the reason I brought that up, the reason it's important, is there's still, to this day, a lot of English influence in some of the customs in the area, all from their ancestors who originally sailed over here looking for gold. Now, when they discovered gold on the West Coast in California, a lot of people immediately rushed away from the area to go chase down some more gold. However, a lot of the Cornish people remained in the area pretty much for the rest of their lives, and unfortunately, that more or less brought an end to the gold rush in North Carolina, and so that brings me to the end of my story. I know there's probably a ton more to say on Reed Gold Mine, and I swear I looked for several days, and I summed up. Pretty much all I could find. Now, I will say, I live down a road from a gold a, a road named after a gold mine. And I've heard there are a lot of little shafts out there under the ground. You know, we used to play out in those woods, and they say, be careful. Also, there are people I know right now who prospect in this area right now. And where I'm at, I'm nowhere near Charlotte. But they prospect in this area right now, and they've, they've found a few things. But that's all I have. I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, and if you didn't, go to www.TheNCEverythingPodcast.com and email me there. Tell me how much you loved it, or tell me how much you hated it. And like I said at the top of the show, on the website, you can also see pictures. I think I got one or two pictures of me, but if you click episodes, it'll take you to, and you click read more, then you can see all the links to pictures I posted, and you can kind of figure out how that works. But in the meantime, I'm going to rest my head and lay down somewhere because, like I said, this COVID shot ain't doing me no favors. And I guess the only thing left to say is, I'll see you next time. The music in this episode comes from archesaudio.com and freepd.com.